This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Applied Botanics, the leader in premium, consistent, and affordable CBD products. So happy to have them as a sponsor of this podcast because for me and many other people, their CBD oils work. And what's cool about Applied Botanics is that their CBD isn't one size fits all. They have five different products, comfort, focus, recovery, tranquility, and vitality that are targeted to certain health issues like stress, sleep, and pain relief. Listeners of this podcast will receive 30% off their first order with code word Project at checkout at AppliedBotanics.com. And that's on top of their already low price, which is nearly half the price of other brands because they feel that using CBD products should not require a payment plan. Applied Botanics, live happy and healthy. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Keller's Lawn Care, Landscaping, and Garden Center. I have been using Keller services for over three years now. So again, a service that I use and stand behind. It is a family-owned business who recently expanded to a new location in Exeter, Pennsylvania to provide you with a garden center as well. Let them assist you with landscape design and installation, mulch, rock, plants, trees, mowing, edging, pruning, trimming, you name it. If it's in your lawn, Keller's has you covered. Visit them online on their social media pages for more information. All right, welcome to the show. My guest today is originally from the Bronx, but has called Northeastern Pennsylvania home for the last five years. He has been in the rap game for the last 10 years and has won a few awards for his efforts courtesy of the Steamtown Music Awards. Just recently, he decided to do a complete rebrand of himself, his image, and his music. We talk about what that looks like, why he's doing it, what we can expect from him this year, signing to DI Records, and how he has persevered after losing his mother at a very young age. We also talk about what it was like hearing his music played on the radio for the first time by yours truly, as well as some of the struggles hip-hop and rap artists face finding venues to perform in. Welcome to the show, Gus the Savage. Gus the Savage. Gus the Savage, what's up, brother? What's going on, Paco? It's been a minute, yo. Yeah, man. It's been a minute. My kid, uh, my kid asked me this morning if uh, I had a baby in my belly. Oh, yeah, I seen that on Facebook. (laughs) That's how I started. uh, The main question is how far along are you? Uh Is there gonna be a baby shower? Because I want to perform there. (laughs) Baby shower will be happening. Gus the Savage is performing. Bring gifts, but don't bring baby gifts. I want I want beer. I didn't get this this uh, belly by drinking water. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, that's how my day started. Kid says to me, Is there a baby in your belly? And I'm like thinking to myself, Oh man, I need to lose some weight. Yeah, that's all that Coors Light, man. I know, man. You know, it's 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 a lot of things. It's I like food. I like good food. Um, I like beer. Um, I don't work out. I'm lazy. I'm busy. I mean, you know, I have a kid, and it's like I got a. I'm I'm I, I work full time. I got a kid. I got a wife. Got a family. I, I'm very busy. I'm a podcaster. I'm a yeah. famous podcaster. I don't know if you know. Well, uh, but I, I have awards for my podcast. I see them, all of them, right behind you. 
I am back to back to back <laughs> radio personality champion and uh, podcast of the year. Yeah, you beat me last year. Which for what podcast? Yeah, I was uh, nominated. NEPA Limelight got nominated after being out for like a couple months, and I thought that was crazy. I was like, "What? We got nominated for an award already?" And I seen you were up there. I was like, "Yeah, that's it. Popo blows right out the water. It's over." Well, the the problem is that was for alt natives, and yeah. that no longer exists. So I I started this. So hopefully, I mean, the awards are are on this year. They're Yes. They're, uh, the Steamtown Awards are this year in November. I think they're November 18th, 19th, and 20th, uh, just announced sure. by NEPA Scene a couple days ago. Uh, typically, it's in September, but this year, I think it's every every second weekend, I believe, in September. But this year, with COVID and everything, um, the St. Patrick's Day Parade got pushed from March to that weekend in September. So, Caviston and Ken Norton, they're like, you know what, we're not going to try and compete with that. Plus, you know, we weren't, I don't think they were sure where we were kind of were as far as can we do stuff? Can we not do stuff? And they got, they had the plan, obviously. So I think, uh, yeah, they moved it to November. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this podcast will get a nomination. I don't know. We'll see. Dude, I, I'm stoked for it. I was thinking that we weren't going to have a Steamtown Music Awards or an Electric City Music Conference this year. And as soon as I seen the dates, I was like, yes, we're back. Yeah, man. And then with, uh, with Rich bringing back NEPA Rising Talent competition? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was an unfortunate last year because, um, you know, I think you and I were hanging out uh, via the internet. Um, yes, last year at some point, we were talking about the Steamtown Awards and we we're going to have an official drink, an official legal drink together. Right. At the awards. And the awards did exist. They were still at the V spot. Um, I think I saw you kind of in passing, but it was a weird, it was a weird night though. Cause like we were all socially distanced, like people wearing masks and I don't know about you, but like when people are, are masked up, I can't tell who's who. I mean, shit. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw you, you were, you were at the table right across from mine and it's not hard to like make out Gus the Savage. Cause I was there with my dreads and my colorful hair, whatever. And I seen you and it was like literally right after you had won the award. And I was like, congratulations. Oh, so I did see you. Yes. Oh, my bad. I wasn't even yeah. drunk. <laughs> Damn. I'm just an asshole. That's all. It's okay. It's okay. You said, thank you. So oh, not that see, much yeah, I don't want to acknowledge you. Jesus, man, I'm terrible. I'm getting old. See, I'm getting old. I'm old and fat, man. I'm losing my edge. You're pregnant. <laughs> exactly. I'm eight months along. Oh, oh man. But uh, so Gus the Savage, man, you got some stuff going on. You made some big announcements uh, recently, and then you kind of pulled back a little bit. So, but let's let's start with the. I guess you can call it a rebrand of yes, Gus the Savage. So I mean. You're always doing something, man. I can never keep up and keep track of what you're doing. For you, you know, you're you're wrestling, you're podcasting. That's still a thing. You know, you're uh, uh, you're rapping, and then now you got colorful hair. You've got some uh, uh, an eye color change. You've got a grill shining That's in right. your in your mouth right now. So, what the hell is going on with Gustav Savage? All right, so. Right now, my hair is green and purple, and it's staying that way for a little bit because people kept comparing me to uh, Takashi. So I was like, oh, no, can't do that. That's not a good look. Um, no, no, no way. Don't do that. Um, but what made me go for the rebrand was 
just the fact that I thought that my rap wasn't as marketable anymore. And I was starting to lean more towards my singing side anyway. So I wanted to just like full fledged, like just say, fuck it and just do it. Like I'm going to be a pop slash R&B artist now. And that's what led me to create the project Electrified, which is not Electrified anymore. Like I had to put that on hold because of um, all the new things that are happening, which with uh, my me being signed to a label, I got that and that being a part of the label shout out to di records shout out to dakota and a lot of my manager for resubmitting me to the label that is something that i am i'm humbled about i'm blessed to be a part of it it's been a long time coming you know i've been doing music for like 10 years so getting that text message at like 12 o'clock and you know dakota hit me up he was like hey like I see that you're improving on your social media stuff and Alana resubmitted you. How would you want to continue to release music to DI as a DI artist? And I was like, <laughs> let's do it. Give me the rundown. He gave me the rundown. I read the contract like three times over and then signed it up. And what does signing to DI records mean? Um, signing to DI Records means I have a team behind me that will be helping me push my music out there to a much larger audience now. So before I was more independent doing things on my own. Now that I have my manager, Alana, things are much more organized and a lot more is going to get done. Okay. And where are they based out of? Uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, cool. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, I saw that. It looked like you were uh, uh, going away to college. You're signing your paper there. That's cool. Right. That's what it felt like. It felt like I was signing for like a, a, a sports team sports or something. Team, yeah. Yeah. You know? Which, I mean, this is your sport, right? This is, this is who you are and what you do when you're a musician, singer, songwriter. Um, yeah. So there you go. Absolutely. My, my superintendent from my high school shared it. So. It felt like I was going to college. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you've been doing this for 10 years and yes. you are, I believe, uh, still 21. 21. So yep. you've been doing this uh, since you were 10? Since, yeah, since I was 10. And what were you doing when you were 10? I mean, you're rapping was, at um, uh, school, school uh, talent shows or, or what were no, you doing? No, no, no. It actually, it was at 11. Cause that would be like exactly 10 years. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't, I'm getting old and fat and pregnant. I gotcha. And I, can't, I can't add you. Can't so, do math. Sorry. All right. <laughs> but, um, it started with me being in an Xbox live party and all my friends were rapping. So I was like, cool, I can do this too. And like, that's, that's where I, you know, I guess I formed myself and I was, I named myself a whole bunch of other different things before, you know, finally adopting the name Gustav Savage. Yeah. Ooh, excuse me. Um, but, oh yeah, you, we, we burping on that uh, sun kissed. Yeah, yeah, so the sun kissed. Okay, traveling back in time to when you were actually eleven and drinking a sun kissed. What are we you know? adults here? I thought we were, thought we were having, I thought we were having adult beverages. The first oh, legal yeah. drink. Right. I you I was going you? to. I wasn't going to drink tonight. I always say this when I do this podcast. A lot of people, I'm like, I'm not, I wasn't going to drink tonight. And then, uh, you know, you said earlier you were gonna you were gonna have some uh, uh, legal okay. drinks with me and. Here I am, you know, I don't need this because I'm already fat, out of shape, and old, and I'm drinking and you're not. Thanks, buddy. I'm sorry. What do you want? You know what? I have 
Like, there's liquor in my car, okay? Go no, get that. No, I don't want to pressure you. I don't want to pressure <laughs> you. Jesus. All right, Bass, 11 years old, Xbox Live. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that, that's usually how I always start my, um, my story is bringing up the Xbox Live party. And ever since then, uh, I, I dropped it for a little bit, picked it up again at 14, dropped it again and took it serious at 16. I was rapping, and that was like my image. That was my main thing until I started to like grow up and age a little bit and mature and figure out what I really wanted to do with myself. And now I've gotten to the point in my career where I know exactly what I want, the kind of vibe of music that I want to do. Like everything has changed so much. Like I've deleted all my old music, you know, like cause really? I don't want to be, yeah, I don't want to be associated with that anymore because that's not the type of image that I wanted to give out. You know, like I was rapping about like gang related stuff, smoking, drinking, bitches, all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's not what I want to, you know, deliver to people. Like, sure. I could add that into like, you know, some melodic things, but as far as like the entire song talking about some i'm gonna go running your oh no none of that like this is a whole completely different gts than it says before you like i'm on a whole different type of time so i mean i i imagine you're kind of married to the name gus the savage i mean i love the name uh it probably would have been hard for me to get rid of too but like it wasn't there a way maybe you could have kept gus the savage in the past and, and left that music tied to that name and, and created, I mean, you created a whole new persona almost, you know, like I said, the, the rebrand and the new hair, the, the eyes, the, 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 the grill. I mean, what was the, um, why, why keep the name? So the problem with that is even before the rebrand, I've always tried to change my name. And anytime I try to change my name before I officially do it, I asked my supporters, I asked my fans, like, is this a good idea? And if I were to do it, what should my name be? And anytime I do that, everybody's commenting like, no, don't change your name. You've made a name for yourself. That's savage. Why would you do that? But what are you going to be? What are you going to call yourself? And after a while, I just, I was just like, you know what? I might as well just run with this. Like I've been running with it for the past five years and everybody's feeling it so i might as well just keep it as much as i really don't want to it's kind of like become like my thing where i'm known for that you know nobody else is going to want to call me anything else besides gus the savage i don't know i want to call you gus the sober so yeah well guess what <laughs> i'm not as sober as you think oh okay Man. that's illegal hey weed city limit Oh, yeah. <laughs> Population 420. 420. <laughs> no, I get it, though. I mean, I, I think it's a cool name. I, I get it. I mean, when I started this this whole podcast thing, and, and I, I didn't want to name it after. I didn't, I didn't want my name in it mm -hmm. because I felt like it was like kind of pretentious. And I just kind right. of didn't, I didn't want people to think I was like full of myself. But people are like, no, dude, you, you mean you've been Popco for, I mean... All your years, life. years, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's my last name for real, my entire life. But like, I mean, uh, people know me as that just through you know the, the radio show and all that kind of stuff. Like, you gotta you gotta keep your name in there because like people know who you are. So I get it. Oh yeah, that's how I met you. Like I heard you. I would be in whoever's car we'd be listening to nine two point one. 
and RIP. go on the radio. RIP, on the- 92.1, RIP. Oh, rest in peace. Now we have Q92. Q92, and- we're yeah. safe. We're female. We're, we, we love the females. We want to... Boring. But yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> well, you... you- <laughs> You've been you've been very vocal. I mean, um, you always say that this area, you know, NEPA, northeastern Pennsylvania, for anyone listening outside of, um, you know, where Gus and I live, um, you know, it, it's not a, an area conducive to um, a rap artist, and you've been very vocal about that. Oh, yeah. What kind of hurdles have you, uh, you know, come across, and, and does that play into the whole, you know, change? Yes, it does. Um, getting into venues, tough, you know, because everybody's booking shows for rock bands. And I've never discriminated rock bands. I, I love everybody who does music because it's exactly what I'm doing. But there comes a point in time where you say, all right, enough's enough. Like, we need at least two or three hip hop shows in these venues. And people will actually come out to those because there are people in this area interested in listening to hip hop music. There are people in this area interested in listening to pop and R&B. So why not give that to the people? Like I've seen a whole bunch of music festivals around here and all they're doing is getting bands in and not one of them has a hip hop act, a pop act, R&B, none of that. There's a lot of EDM festivals that are throwing up the mountain and it's like where do we where do we have to go we have to leave our city in order for us to like do more shows in order for us to get more recognition because everything else is overshadowing what we're trying to do yeah what why do you think that is I mean, what do you what do you think is the reason behind um the i don't want to say neglect but yeah, you know, there's got to be a reason, whether it's a financial thing or whatever it might be. What, what do you think it is? I wouldn't say it's much of a financial thing. I feel like it has to do with the image that comes with the genre. Um, I feel like venues are, are thinking that it's too much of a liability to have a hip hop act in there because they're going to come with this big entourage and it's going to be crazy and there's going to be a fight or whatever. And a lot of the times it, that usually happens, but that's because people just don't know how to contain themselves and they don't know how to act professional. And it's not our faults. You know, it's, it's not the people who are actually trying to get into the venues and do things professionally. It's everybody else who is reckless, everybody else who doesn't know how to act, everybody else who feels like they're better than other people in that venue. Like when I walk into a show that I'm doing with multiple people, I don't feel like I'm like the one star. I feel like everybody in the venue is equal. We have to sit on that stage. We have to hype the crowd up. We have a job to do in and out. You know what I'm saying? I, I socialize afterwards or whatever the case may be, but never get into physical altercations where like the venue doesn't allow me to come back. And I feel like that is one of the many reasons why hip hop is so over, you know, shadowed or whatever, whatever the word is. It's like just put under the radar, basically put under the radar because of the image it has and the image it comes with. And that's, that's what I feel. Do you think, um it has a lot to do with race um you put me on the spot well let's let's be let's be honest let's be let's be 
completely transparent. We live in an area that is primarily white. Yes. You know, I mean, I always tell the story. I, I remember um, my first lesson in um, equality and it was by my mother I don't know how old I was. I was old enough to remember this, this, this happening. So maybe five, six years old. Um, I, uh, would, we'd get a calendar for the year and would hang up on the, the, the refrigerator and I would rush over and I would see like what, what picture was on my birthday month. Right. And I saw it and I said, mommy, I don't, I don't like my, the picture on my birthday month. And she said, why? And I said, because there's a black person on it. And that moment right there, my mom said to me like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Now I was young. I didn't know any better. It was completely just, it was an innocent remark, right? Right. Um, but from that moment moving forward, you know, I, I, I got a lesson in equality and not to see color. Um, but to going back to what we're talking about, like I feel like this area and, and a lot of the world, I mean, we're living in a crazy, crazy world, I think we're more divided than ever before. I don't want to get uh, stuck on race, but it is reality, you know? Um, so, I mean, do you think, you know, race and that kind of stuff plays into, you know, what you're trying to do? Well, if I'm allowed to be transparent, then I feel as though some of these venues are a little bit, you know, pulling that card. Um, I can't say all because Vinny at the V spot has allowed me to perform there. Um, Keystone stage has blessed us with an open mic being able to perform there. I've been able to perform at stage West. Um, but there's a lot of venues in this area that when you deliver an EPK like mine, um, at first, they're interested because you're using words like, hey, I have this artist and you're using all these nice business words with this owner. And they're like, oh, yeah, all right. Send me their music. So as you send that EPK, it's just like you never hear back. You never hear back or they, they require you to do some big extra step in order for you to get in that bin, you know? Yeah, and I wouldn't even say that the the business owners are... <clears throat> racist or, or in any, by any means oh, yeah. i just feel like there's just um this issue and and they just you know they feel like they're like you said before you know problems come along with everything like that the rap you know industry and things like that which is it's sad but true it's it's like it's a weird thing man you know and it's like i said we we are um living in a crazy world and you know it's a shame it really is yeah and that's why I'm grateful for you and the things you do for this scene and this podcast here because I get to use my voice just like everybody else gets to come on here and use their voice. So from me and everybody else, I appreciate you. Well, no, it's, I appreciate your appreciation, but I mean, it's just, um, you know, that's one thing I love about the radio show because like that show shined a light on artists and genres that no one else was touching nobody else was touching and if people who still had a show were smart they would capitalize on the fact that i'm not around on the radio at least right because there's still there i mean like there's great music that's not being featured so like 
it sucks where I can't feature, you know, 11, 12 artists a week anymore. I can only do one or two, but I mean, that's why I created this, this whole platform was because like, I couldn't go away. I couldn't, I feel like I needed you guys more than you needed me to be a hundred percent honest, hundred percent honest. I, I, I need you guys more than you need me. Dude, we needed you. When, when I found out that Aunt Natives was dying, I cried in my car. <laughs> I, I've, I'm for real. I cried in my car because I was like, this is the only station that plays local music. It's the only station that plays local hip-hop, local rock, local pop, local R&B, local everything. And that is getting swept under us. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we have these local radio stations, not to name the channels, but they know who they are. The top 40 stations, the ones that are local in the area and don't acknowledge anybody local making music. They'd rather play Justin Bieber peaches 16 times a day. Well, to be to be fair, I mean, Lissa was trying to do Lissa from KRZ. Oh no, 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 no! I'm not taking. I know, anything I know away you're from not. Lisa. I know you're not. She's just, she's amazing. I did a podcast with her. She's I know great. you're not. I know you're not. I'm just, I'm just for people listening to this or watching this, like you know, uh, KRZ. Uh, I I don't know what happened to her thing. She was she was doing that. She was featuring local artists. They flipped that under her too. She yeah. told me. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh, what happened there. We won't talk about it, but um. Uh, you know, she was trying to do a local thing and you know, she's a, she's a local musician herself. Right. Um, so it's a shame that that, for whatever reason that ended. Um, but there's other stations in this market who they do have a local hour of music and they just kind of, I think they fall short. I'll say it out loud. I just think they fall short. And that's why I get so mad that, you know, what happened with 92.1, because not only was that my favorite hour of the week, I feel like, or I know in my heart that that was a place that was, you know, giving artists who weren't given a chance, a chance. That's the, I'll say it a lot. I don't care. Dude, I agree a hundred percent. I agree a hundred percent. Like, like that moment that I heard, I want it all on the radio. It felt like I was on a famous radio station, like hearing, Oh, uh, now we have Augusta Savage with I Want It All. I was like, what? Like, it, I, I still had the video and it's so nostalgic to me. Yeah. Because, like, that was my first time ever getting radio play. And then from then on, you would hit me up every other week. I'm like, hey, we're playing, playing it again. We're playing it again. Like, I, I, it was amazing. And then that getting taken away, it was just so sad. Like, I yeah, was like, the, oh, my God. Artists like, you know, you and Ty Soul and... Yeah. and uh Maine, amanda yeah just you know it's a shame it's a shame it's sad but what you know what do? get back on the radio that's what you're gonna do <laughs> i'm gonna buy a radio station and i'm just gonna play all local music for 24 hours straight dude that would be legendary I mean, I get it, man. The top 40 stations have to do their thing. They have to, you know, they have to play the, the hits and appease their advertisers. And all. there's a whole, you know, an intercom and, and a station like that. They, they're, that's a, they're, they're a big cog in the, the whole, the whole, you know, grand scheme of things. Like what was great about, you know, 921 and Time Shamrock, like that, that building, that business, like those stations were legit locally owned. Like, the ownership sat in those buildings 
Now, I'm friends with a lot of people on radio. I'm friends with people at Cumulus, 979X, uh, Intercom, you know, Jump and Jeff Walker, Alyssa. I'm not talking any ill will towards them. I love them. But their hands are tied by corporate. I mean, Intercom is a huge, huge corporate thing. Stations all over the country. They have people to answer to. I get it. So it is what it is, man. Yeah. It's unfortunate. When you put it that way, I guess you gave me like a sense of understanding because like I didn't I didn't really know what truly goes into it. But at the same time, I like I said, I thought like, all right, they're local. They should be able to at least do this for like, you know, a certain time. No, so, I mean, care is a local station to us, right? Yes. Right. Um, local to this market, they cover, I don't even know how many counties they cover, but it's a big station. I mean, they have a really big coverage area. But again, yeah, like. All, all those all those talents, Lissa, Rocky, um, yeah, Jump with Jeff Walker, man, I'm friends with all of them. I hope they still consider me friends. Are you um, friends with Ryan Seacrest too? No. That's, see, that's all syndicated stuff, bro. <laughs> that's all syndicated stuff. That's that's all just you know plugged in and played. Uh, I'm not really telling secrets. It's common knowledge. You can Google it on the internet. It's crazy, this internet thing. But no, I mean... You know, they do what they can. And, and, and Lissa did it too. Lissa, Lissa was doing the, the whole, you know, she did what she could as far as a local, you know, connection that she could create. Again, because she yeah. had a position, which was awesome. She, but. she had me on one time. Yep. And that, being in the KRZ studio, I was just like, wow, like, I'm really, this is my first radio interview. Dude, that's the but shit it's not really on the radio. Yeah, like, yo, like, I was like, oh my God, coming over here to visit from New York listening to 98.5 KRZ. And as soon as I stepped foot in there, I was like, yo, you don't know how much this means to me. Like, this is amazing. And then the next day on air, Rocky and Alyssa talked about me. They mentioned me and that's on the huge. show. And I was like, what? That's huge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have, you know, people say radio's dead, man, but like there are some staples in this area. Um, you know, Jump and Jeff Walker, obviously huge. Rocky and Alyssa, you know, um, you know, Prospector on Rock 107, Hoover on Rock 107. Um, there's a lot of great talent in this Earth. area. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I am uh, I'm sad to be, you know, not part of it anymore. Uh, so if anyone listening out there wants to uh, bring on a local bum uh, who has no business on the radio again, hit me up. <laughs> and who's pregnant, mm. by the way. He's eight months preg- pregnant. After pregnant, that one, he might just be nine. A pregnant man. I mean, that's going to gain listenership all in itself. Oh, yeah. Oh, a my pregnant goodness. man? Bro. Viewership all around. Pregnant man on the radio? Absolutely. Sign me up to Absolutely. listen. But you know what you said? <laughs> you said every day. You said that uh, you would come in from New York. So, yeah, you're not really originally from northeastern Pennsylvania. No, 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 no. I'm from the Bronx. From the Bronx. When the did Bronx. you... Uh, I lived there for 16 years of my life. So, so 16? You moved here when you were 16? Mm-hmm. So you've been here for five years. So what, what brought you to Just this little Bronx. slice of heaven called uh, Northeastern Pennsylvania? My mom passed away, and um, I didn't have much of a choice. So I had to come live with my sister. And that really 
made my life do a complete 180. I graduated high school. I started doing more extracurricular activities. I was in a play and people thought that I wasn't tough because I was in the play. And then they tried to test me eventually, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, but yeah, uh, living out here really changed me a lot. Like if I was still in New York, I would have been either in a gang, dead, in jail, or dealing drugs. And I was going down a couple of those routes. So I'm glad I take everything with a grain of salt now and just try to be as successful as I can be with this music. So would you consider, um, I mean, for the life that you have now and the person you are now, would you consider, you know, the passing of your mother and I'm sorry that that happened. I mean, I lost my father when I was very young. Um, would you consider that at the end of the day, kind of a blessing? Um, I feel like it's a blessing and a curse because it's a blessing that my life changed. And it's a curse because as time goes by, all these good things are happening to I mean, I'm a physical being to be able to see these things. Now she's here with me spiritually in my heart, always looking, you know, over me in heaven, but not having her here with me when I won my first award, not having her here with me when I signed my first record deal, not having her with me when I was doing all my shows that like it affected me, but it fueled me at the same time. So, like I said, it's a blessing and a curse because if it wasn't for that happening, my, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's weird how things work out. And I, I, <clears throat> I try and be a, a strong believer in um, everything happens for a reason. Um, and, you know, I'll share this with you because I feel like you're, you said you're a spiritual person, right? Mm-hmm. I lost my, uh, my best friend's father. It was like a second father to me in September of 2004. No. Yeah, I should know this. Four. It was four. Um, two months later, I lost my grandmother. Two months after that, I lost my other grandmother. And then six months after that, I lost my father. And for years... You know, I always thought, you know, uh, there's a reason why this is happening to me. And I could never find out what the reason was. And I still don't have, I, I still have, I haven't got an answer to that question. Why, why did this happen? You know, because again, I'm, I'm very big into everything happens for a reason. So I said to myself, you know, what is the reason this happened to me? And maybe you can take away from this conversation, this is what I'm going to say to you next. And I feel like, you know, if it happened to anybody else, whether it was me, my, my best friend who, his, you know, I mentioned his father passed away, let's add you into the mix too. Other people might not be able to handle it the way we did. Right? Other people may have, that may, that may have happened to them and that could have sent them into a tailspin, whether it was, you know, drugs or just bad decisions, maybe down a bad road. But it happened to you because he knew that you could handle it. 
That's all I got for you. Wow. Uh, I don't know what to say. Take it for what it's worth. I mean, I like I said, you know, you know, people are different and people handle things differently. And not that anyone's weak. You know, if, if that's happened to them, they're not they're not weak if they went down the wrong road. They're not they're not weak if they couldn't handle it. I mean, people are different. But you know, maybe instead of it happening to someone that God felt was, you know, couldn't handle it. He chose you. He chose me. He chose my, my, uh, my best friend. He chose, you know, my two brothers who, you know, were 11 and 14 or something like that. My mom, like he chose us as people to do that too, because he knew that we could handle it. And he spared those who couldn't. I've always been told that the Lord never puts you in situations that you can't handle. So you're absolutely right about that. Yep. So sorry to get deep on you, but <laughs> no, no, dude, you almost made me cry. You almost made me cry. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's weird how life kind of works out. It's, uh, you know, and I, I've, I've been, my wife and I have been tested uh, greatly the past, past year and a half, almost two years. Uh, I, I still go back to that. You know, I, 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 you know, we have each other. We have a great family. You know, the things that we're going through are not ideal, but we have each other. We're strong because we have each other. And again, maybe other people don't have that support system. And if it happened to them, it wouldn't be that good for them. So again, and I'm not trying to sound like, oh, like, you know, we're the strongest people in the world and like, I'm not saying that at all. I mean, there's, there are times where, you know, you break down and you cry and you, and you, and you say, why me? But at the end of the day, you know, you have people around you, you have support and you have, you know, your mental uh, ability to, to kind of move on. So oh, yeah. that's all I'm going to, I'll, I'll end the, I'll end the, 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 the talk with that there. <laughs> Dude, that's a perfect way to, put a period on that you know but so i mean what's 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 next for gus assange i know you, you had all these plans for electrified you 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 were you know full steam ahead and then you know you kind of alluded to the fact that you know you got signed and you had to make some changes you know what can we expect from gus savage you know in, in 2021 um i'm not going to hold you to it if it doesn't happen doesn't happen but i mean what what are you like right now if you're planning for the rest of the year what are you thinking about? Everything I'm about to tell you, you can hold me to it. Okay. So electrified is not happening. Uh, the project itself is, but it's no longer going to be called electrified. Um, I felt like the name electrified wasn't too eye-catching, ear-grasping, whatever you want to call it. And I wanted to name it something that had a theme something that had meaning and something that like resonates with people. So officially it is going to be called bed of roses and it is a R and B pop style trap. soul album, 10 songs. And, um, I won't reveal too much, but 
each track name is going to be pretty cool and you'll see why when i do the reveal of the track list um i don't have an exact date on that but it's it's coming real soon it's coming along great i have at least one song done so far for it i have a whole bunch of singles ready to go so you can expect some singles throughout the year um i'm trying to set up for a music video for one of the singles so be on the lookout for that if that doesn't happen then that doesn't happen but right now I'm, I'm trying for it i'm looking for a good date a good location once i find that then hopefully i'll be ready to go and um i'm returning to the v spot tuesday night on the first night of the open mics and i've been waiting for that since last year since covid happened we didn't get to do it last year so i'm glad that rich is back in the v spot and we're able to do it again this time it's not going to be much of a competition it's going to be more of a showcase of the talents so bring your hula hoops bring your backflips bring your drum kits and let's get right back in the v spot fill her up and put on a show you know um as far as separate shows from that i don't have anything right now but i'm sure that my manager will whip some up and after this project drops i might do a little some some so who knows i'm just letting I'm putting it all in in the hands of god right now you know well you're in good hands right <clears throat> yeah absolutely and gus was talking about uh the nepa scene uh rising talent uh which is put on by the uh, uh the entertainment website called NEPA Scene, Rich Howells. Rich Howells and I used to work at the Weekender together back in the day. He was my editor when I was the general manager at that uh, publication. And um, I think 2015 or 14, maybe, he started NEPA Scene after he cut ties with the Weekender. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, he, um, he, you know, he's independent. He's, he's, he's on a string budget. But he still puts out some of the best content um, and the and coverage of the local arts scene in northeastern Pennsylvania, uh, better than some of the you know the big companies who have you know budgets behind them and and a full staff. He does it better than they do, and it's uh, incredible to see what he's what he does. And I had the pleasure of being a part of uh, the NEPA Scene podcast back in 2017 when it kind of relaunched. I uh, did that with Rich for a couple of years and uh, he does great things. Uh, super supportive of this area. Um, we're, we're lucky to have uh, guys and, and, and like that here to, um, to help, you know, give people like you and artists as a cat, but uh, musicians and artists a, a chance and, and, you know, poets and, uh musicians and comedians and all that kind of stuff yeah so tuesday nights the v spot in scranton one of the best places to be at (sighs) Vinny uh and frank the owners of the v spot are one of some of the two of the best people that i that i know and you know uh Vinny just had a a baby if you can believe that (laughs) congratulations yeah congrats to him and his wife uh he must be bored or something i I don't know how he does it I don't know. I don't I don't maybe you can take maybe you can take care of my my kid when I have my baby in a month or so. Oh yes, there you go, <laughs> Vinny. Vinny daycare. I mean, you're gonna have you're gonna, you're gonna watch my kid. Hey, congratulations to you on making it eight years into your marriage. 
I saw that. It's six. Oh, six. Six years. Yeah, we celebrated oh, six fine. years in June. We've been one well, we've been together for thirteen. Uh, oh. We celebrated six years uh, June twenty seventh. But thank you. Um, I must have read it wrong. I don't know. Damn, oh, it so, sucks here. So no, no. So we've been engaged for eight years. Oh. Yeah. We okay. we got engaged on the fourth of July in two thousand thirteen. So that's where you got that from. So you're not wrong. Okay. Together for thirteen, engaged for eight, married for six. And we have a wonderful Yo, baby boy. Out. Why you was engaged for that long, man? Like, what you was waiting for, bro? <laughs> well, here's the thing. <clears throat> we uh, so we were together for five years before I before I uh, proposed. Mm-hmm. My wife is four years younger than I am, um, and she was in school for a thousand years. Um, so we wanted to wait uh, until. Well, I mean, and I was still. You know, 2008. I was only in my career for three years when we met, so I, w- I was still waiting to, or you know, so I could afford to get her the nice ring she deserves and all that kind of fun stuff. So yeah, I mean, things. You know, we were we've been together for a long time, but um, I never had a timeline. I mean, I honestly, if we're if we're being honest here, I uh, when we first met, I didn't expect her to stick around for more than three months. I'm like. She'll be here and gone. Like she'll smarten up eventually. Yeah. Six months goes by, and like she's still here. Is this girl? I don't. I don't know. Is she dumb? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yeah, we've been together thirteen years, happily married for f- six of them. Uh, soon there'll be a GTS wedding. You could count on it. What's that? I said soon there'll be a GTS wedding. You could count on it. Oh boy. Yes, yeah. sir. You better be careful, bro. I have like 5 million listeners on this podcast. Hey, man. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I always joke. I joke. Man, I hope one day, I hope one day, like, you know, you can come back on and I'll have like 10,000 listeners and, and I could help change lives or I could. Because you know, I want to, I, I built this platform because I want to be able to help people talk about what they're passionate about and, and, you know, whether it's music or a a new restaurant opening up or whatever it might be, I want to be able to, my goal was to create something where people are like, yo, we're, we're doing something. We need to contact PopGo because, you know, his audience is, is, is a big reach and and we can benefit from being a part of that. So that's, that's my goal. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm about to say something that's going to put a big old smile on your face. Look, look you already smiled. You are NEPA's Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, I needed that laugh. Thank you. <laughs> it's true. I do, I do have, I do have uh, uh, a custom-made lamp behind me created by Scott Nichols. Uh, it's a, a Joe Rogan-inspired lamp. Uh, that that's I you know what if that's all I ever amount to be, that's okay in my book. A good father, a good <laughs> husband, and the and Joe Rogan NEPA. of NEPA. That's right. I'll change I'll change that on my my profile. Like father, husband, attempting to be, Joe Rogan. attempting to be NEPA Joe Rogan. No, dude, you're there. You're there. Oh uh, well, I appreciate that. I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. I do appreciate that though, but. I'm a nobody. Dude, I'm giving man. you your flowers now before it's too late, man. I'm a nobody, man. I'm just uh, a guy who 
who loves this area, loves the people in it, uh, loves the, uh, the art scene. Um, you know, love people like you. Um, and I just want to be the, an avenue and, and a vehicle to promote that kind of stuff. So that's just, that's what I'm doing, man. Well, you're doing your thing, man. So again, we appreciate you. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you a lot. Because cool. if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have got my first radio spins. If it wasn't for you, a lot of people wouldn't have heard the song I wanted all, and it wouldn't have got the streams that it got. So, dude, you're amazing. I appreciate you. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what the uh, the next rendition of Gus the Savage is. I'm excited for the Better song. Roses. Better yeah. Roses is gonna be. It's gonna be. I'm going to say this now, and I say this with confidence. It's going to be one of my best pieces of work that I've ever delivered to my viewers. So, Well, I don't edit these, so I can't Ooh. take it back now. You, you, can gotta, hold me, you can hold me you to gotta it. Do it. Like, you got to do you it. You can hold me to it. Well, man, where, where can people find you online? I know you said you, you took away your music online, but where can people find you on social media? Where can they keep up to date? With the the uh, new and improved, oh, I want to say yes. improved, but you know what? What way more improved? Way more improved okay, and organized. It, I, didn't, I didn't want to say improved because I mean you've always been a you know for and especially with your age and things that have happened to you. You know you've you're uh, you're very respectable and and um, you know you're you're uh, I think you're mature for your age to an extent. So, yes. but where can people find you on social media to keep up with what's going on? Catch me on Facebook, Gus the Savage, Instagram, GTS570, Twitter, GTS570, Snapchat, if you really want to get personal, Gus the underscore Savage, and uh, my YouTube channel, I'm going to be bringing back those YouTube videos, Savage Takeover 2.0, and new music will be dropped on all platforms at Gus the Savage, so be on the lookout, because Better Roses is coming soon, and it's, it's full of roses on the bed, you know? <laughs> Are you going to have uh, Axl Rose uh, do some backing vocals? I feel like Better Roses. I feel like that's like uh, uh, Guns Guns N' Roses-esque. Do you know who Guns N' Roses is? Yes. Okay. Course. I'm joking. Come on. You're very young. You're very young. And that band is very old. Yeah, they are. But All right, man. Well, I think you got big plans for tonight, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got some dinner to head off to. Gotta do that. Gotta eat right. some food, you know. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to keep it too late. It's already. What time is it, man? It's already nine thirty. Gotta get. You gotta get that dinner. So, uh, take care of that. It's good talking to you. Appreciate your time. And uh, again, looking forward to uh, what Gus the Savage has up his sleeve. Always got some up there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Be well, I'll, and hopefully, I'll see you soon. Oh, definitely.